What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you for making me part of your week. With everything that's going on and the lack of sports content out there right now, I thought it would be fun to do a little mock draft using a mock draft simulator on the draftnetwork.com. So stick around and find out the results. Before we jump into this episode, I just want to say thank you for making me part of your week this week and every week right here on Sports Talk Buffalo. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a good five-star rating on whatever platform that you like to listen to me on, and most importantly, spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor. They can also follow me on Twitter at SportsTalkBuff1. That's Sports Talk B-U-F-F-1 on Twitter. And if they want to contact me directly, you can email me at SportsTalkBuffalo at Yahoo.com. Once again, thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. All right, let's kick things off by going over the rules of the draftnetwork.com. Right now, there is no trades unless you are a premium member. So I did this mock draft completely without trades. I drafted just where the Bills sat. Not sure if they make a lot of trades. We all know Big Baller Bean. He is a wizard at the draft in free agency and constructing a roster. He is an absolute genius, so I am not anywhere close to that. I'm not even going to try to be close to that. So again, I did this with no trades sitting right where we were at, did a, a draft simulator, and this is the results that I came up with. I just want to note that at the Bills' 22nd pick, the first round, the one that they gave up to get Stephon Diggs, the Minnesota Vikings picked Justin Jefferson as he falls all the way to number 22. He was projected as one of the top three wide receivers in the draft. So if it were to have fallen like that, would you have been upset if the Bills traded away the number 22 pick and they had a chance to get somebody like a Justin Jefferson out of LSU? Now, going ahead with my picks, who fell to me in the second round, and this is a surprise to even me, was Georgia running back DeAndre Swift. He falls back all the way to me in the second round, and I had to pick him. I don't think you can really get really pass on a talent like this. I know they already have motor in the backfield, but I picked Swift because he was very productive at Georgia with back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He also has shown the ability to be very dangerous in the passing game, and this would provide the Bills with potentially the best 1-2 combination in the entire NFL with Devin Singletary and DeAndre Swift splitting carries. They can rotate in and out. Both guys are built similarly. Uh, DeAndre, or DeAndre, Devin Singletary is a little bit smaller than DeAndre Swift, but both guys are not very big, not very bruising runners. Both guys can kind of hide behind the offensive line and really pick up chunk plays uh, in the offense. They ha- NFL.com had DeAndre Swift graded as a day one starter. So if you're able to get a talent like Swift in the second round, I think for the Bills, you have to go ahead and pull that trigger. Not only that, but it gives... Josh Allen, just another weapon to kind of, you know, continue to build upwards and trend upwards for the Buffalo Bills. In the third round, 
Another player that I didn't think would fall this far to me, Chase Claypool, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. I picked him simply because he's coming off of a 1,037-yard receiving season, and he provides the thing that the Bills need so much at the wide receiver position, and that is size. He is six foot four, two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. He is big. He is strong. He is fast. He ran a four-four-two. 40-yard dash at the combine, and something that he can also do is contribute on special teams, something that he can jump right in and be productive right in the Bills lineup. I think that is a fantastic pick. If he falls down to Buffalo, we can kind of groom him and get him ready to take over John Brown's spot as the number two wide receiver potentially a few years down the line while he is still contributing on the special teams uh, on in special teams on the Buffalo Bills, providing him with another asset and just making him more valuable overall. In the fourth round, I picked uh, defensive lineman Jordan Elliott. He is six foot four, three hundred and two pounds. He has the ability to shoot the gap or control the gap. He is a very very solid player. In the fourth round, he had 44 tackles, including eight and a half tackles for loss and two and a half sacks as a red shirt junior. We're going to move on to the fifth round. And in the fifth round, I drafted Lamar Jackson, cornerback from Nebraska. He is a big cornerback at six foot two, 208 pounds. He had five interceptions in his last two seasons to go along with five and a half tackles for loss, and 68 tackles altogether. He is somebody that provides a depth, uh, provides depth at the cornerback position. I know we signed Josh Norman and we, we brought back, you know, Levi Wallace and, and guys like that, but I really want to upgrade the cornerback position if at all possible. I know going into the season, I really don't want him or Josh Norman to be the number two guy. I know they also signed EJ Gaines back to when the Bills had just an absolutely uh, terrifying secondary. So this just adds another wrinkle and and puts another body in camp to kind of see, you know, who's going to win out in that competition. Going ahead to round number six, the Bills still have two picks in round six. We're going to go with Muhammad Barry, linebacker out of Nebraska. We're going back-to-back Nebraska talents here. He is a high energy, has a high energy and a relentless motor. They said this is the uh, hardest working kid that they have seen play football. He recorded 89 tackles as a senior, including three tackles for loss. And he could be a special player if Leslie Frazier and, and Sean McDermott can really help slow the game down for him so he's not just kind of guessing at which play is coming so he can follow his keys and really be able to digest and break down a play and get to the ball carrier on a more consistent basis. Also in the sixth round, I drafted Travis Gibson, defensive end Tulsa, six foot four, two 259 pounds. He, uh, he has grown and gotten better each and every season since his uh, freshman year, in his senior season, he had 49 tackle or yes, 49 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, eight sacks, which eight the eight sacks doubled his previous year of four sacks. They said he could potentially turn into a very very 
dangerous edge rusher, something that the Bills, I know they addressed it in the offseason, bringing in Addison, but I think that you put a little bit more depth behind somebody like him, especially given his age. He's he's getting a little bit older. If he's not able to uh, continue the sort of production that he has had over the past four seasons, maybe you have a rookie come in there and and be able to provide a little bit of a spark to the defense and getting after that quarterback. And last but not least, in round number seven, I picked a monster of a man, Alex Taylor, offensive tackle. He is six foot nine, 308 pounds. He is a project of an offensive tackle. He played primarily basketball a lot when he was in high school. Switched over, I think he only played something like 11 games or something like that in high school as a football player. But, uh, you know, they took a chance on him. They brought him in, and he is a very, very athletic player. Obviously, he is a, if, you know, UB fans, if you know, if you watch basketball at all, he's like a Nick Perkins type guy. He is a big guy. He outweighs Perkins by 50 pounds, and he is an inch taller. But he is a power forward type body for basketball, so he needs to even fill out just a little bit more. But he is incredibly athletic. He gets to the second level. And he has the potential to be an eventual starter on the offensive line. And that is something that you really look for. Maybe that the, the Buffalo Bills can cultivate him and really turn him into a, a star right tackle. Something that, you know, we don't really have. I don't know if Cody Ford's going to be able to be that guy. Or if they're going to have to move him into right guard. And leave Ty and Seki out there at the right guard position. And give Alex Taylor a little bit more time to develop and and maybe even really take over that right tackle spot. I think that, uh, you know, that would be a tremendous pick, a tremendous value pick, especially at number seven. He is just, you take a flyer on a guy this big, somebody who's pretty raw, you know, has potential, but is a project, and see if you can get him to reach the full potential that he has in the NFL. That's going to do it for this segment of Sports Talk Buffalo. This was a very short one. I just ran through it real quick. I just wanted to kind of do a quick little fun mock draft. This is mock draft 1.0, so to speak. I will have more mock drafts in the future. I want you guys to go ahead and go on my Twitter at Sports Talk Buff 1. Give me a grade. I'm going to I'm gonna share the link to this show on my Twitter. Listen to it. Give me a grade. Tell me what you think how I did in this draft. If things fell this way, would you be comfortable drafting how I drafted? And would you guys be comfortable with the players that I picked? Go ahead, leave a comment. You can also send me a voice message right on the Anchor website. You can also contact me on uh, YouTube or Yahoo. I'm sorry, not YouTube. Yahoo at uh, sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com. Again, thanks for listening to this segment. And uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic week.